0: Hello and welcome back to the Mash and Martinis podcast. I am your host Colin, and apologies that I missed an episode last weekend. Um, you know that's just going to happen with life; just kind of you know gets in the way at times. And uh, but we are we are back this week, so look those those are the things we can be grateful for. Um, currently doing a bunch of construction on my house, so uh, I have uh, like a redoing the whole roof like right now so uh that all started yesterday so apologies if you hear a bunch of uh hammers and nail guns and drills and construction going on in the background that is uh that is going on literally right outside my house so um they uh the the office that i recorded this in they were kind of messing around a little bit that on that uh yesterday so um that little section so i am uh i delayed recording this for a day so uh <laughs> going now it's got kind of a limited time so I'm like okay like I'm trying to like work the work my recording sessions around uh, when construction is happening happening like in my office area so uh, but we're good now and and you know sometimes uh, you know I I'm, I work about 50 55 hours a week and married and kids and kids are in events and sports and all this other stuff so uh yeah it's uh, there's a lot going on for for sure so anyway moving on. Um. Do you want to ask me a question and have me answer it in a future podcast? You can leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. At the end, it at the see. see like every time I try to say this sentence, like I, I struggle with it. At the end of the review. At the end of the review, it's it's kind of a hard one to say. Uh, anyway, toss your name on it if if you would like so I know who I'm talking to. And I sometimes do record episodes a week or two in advance. So if you do leave a review, it may take a couple episodes before it gets included. But do not fret. I will get there. You can also email me uh, if you have any questions, comments, or random facts about future episodes. I would love to hear it. And I would love to hear it from you. My, my email is mashandmartinis at gmail.com. I also do have a website where I can be reached. That's www.podpage.com slash martinis. You can check out information on the latest podcast there, read about the show, see the show notes, contact me via messages, or even leave me a voicemail. So today's random fact, or uh, in this case, is, uh, is a question. And uh, this comes from Major Joe. Uh, over on reddit again so thank you so much for that um, so today uh we're, we're being asked about a company clerk would we prefer radar or Claire? so uh i i thought like right off of the top of my head i'm like uh, radar right like he's he's much more organized he had the experience he had the connections right and and in general at least he knew what he was doing where you kind of feel like clinger was always kind of winging it and uh but you know that that transitional period where after radar leaves and clinger comes in and everybody's upset with him because he's screwing everything up father mulkay he you know shares that story about an old uh clerk that had came in it was a buffoon and fumbling everything and and after a while you know it got better right and and it, it took Henry Blake a while to get that clerk up to speed. And come to find out, you know, that was Radar. It was a good little story for, for Potter to hear from from Mulcahy. So, you know, same thing with Klinger. You know, once he kind of got the hang of things, he wasn't too bad at it. He was never, like, going to be Radar. Um, but, you know, the the paperwork side and stuff was always, like, that struggle. But, like, when it came to, like, wheeling and dealing... You know, he was a bit stronger than Radar. He had like those street smarts where he could do that a little bit better. Um, he's also been known to deal a little bit with the black market at times. So I, I think if I'm if I'm running a legit mash, you, you want Radar, right? He's not going to cause problems. He's not going to do anything shady or illegal, right? He's he's going to get the job done. And uh, that's that's kind of what Radar does. But if you're desperate for equipment and supplies, I mean, in a war zone, I mean, I think you almost kind of want a clinger. You don't have to be the world's most organized place, right? Like it, it's military. Uh, I, I you know, there's the episode where, where where Radar is taking that writing course, right? It's like you you don't need all of this. <laughs> you need very basic stuff. And then, like one of my favorite shows of all time was the Band of, Bro- Band of Brother Band of Brother series, and uh, where Major Winters is writing up and writing up all this stuff. And it's like, look, like use we a lot, right? Like you don't have to like go into extreme detail when writing the synopsis of of the day type of stuff. Just just we did this, we did that. It can be very basic stuff for the military, so. Uh, you know I, I think Klinger would be fine at those type of things, right um, and but again, uh, radar is gonna get the job done. now in the sense of like who was better on the show, you know I, I I think like when everybody thinks of mash and they're like name like five characters of mash radar is gonna be one of them. Clinger may not be. I, I think if you're like yeah name me name me the top five characters R- radar is gonna be like number four or number five, right? So Klinger is going to be a little bit farther down on that list because he wasn't there right at the beginning. Um, and he wasn't there a whole lot uh, in season one. So I, I think, you know, Radar slash Gary, uh, you know, had that advantage. But the, the, the thing that like, drove me nuts about Radar, and we'll get to that <laughs> episode in like a year, but, uh, you know, Radar's downfall uh you know like i i just hated him coming back i don't, i like i know you want to do like a uh, a goodbye radar episode but like if that episode never happened i think we would have been okay like it almost made things worse when he came back uh because of like how ticked off he was and like you could see like that's not coming from radar that's almost coming from gary and uh you know everything that kind of came out afterwards about Gary and you know it, it was very disappointing so but but early on, you know first six seasons or so radar, you know radar was great and uh you know obviously his development was very iffy um and but Klinger was pretty much kind of the same from beginning to end, but he did have those development opportunities which which was cool so uh, I think i I think if i'm if I if I have to pick one uh I think Klinger was never a disappointment um I think I a lot of people just got very frustrated with radar towards the end and uh so it's a it's a hard one but I think I'll go Klinger. like I really love Klinger as a character he's he's kind of like that black sheep uh but also like that dark horse for me of like being able to to win this so uh I think Klinger. Uh, is what I'm going to go with. That was, that was a long explanation, but that was, that's a hard one to really debate. Um, you know, just radar knows his stuff. Clingar, Clinger can, uh, can wheel and deal. So who knows? All right. So jumping into the ring bank ring, the ring banger, I almost miss mispronounced that one. So this is season one, episode 16. Uh, the ring banger was written by Jerry Mayer and directed by Jackie Cooper, which is great. Uh, first episode for Jackie. All right, so the original air date, January 21st, 1973. A uh, quick plot, Trapper and Hawkeye treat Colonel Buzz Brighton, uh, played by Leslie Nielsen, a seemingly okay guy for a bullet wound in the leg. Buzz is what Hawkeye calls a ring banger, the gung-ho quarterback who has, who has to stay in the game, no matter the cost. According to his Army service record, Buzz racked up twice as many casualties while gaining only half the ground. This fact alone makes Hawkeye and Trapper want to bench this quarterback. Hot Lips, on the other hand, is dazzled by his reputation and his good looks. Can the doctors pull off the gaslight of the century and send Buzz reeling, packing, and rolling? Will Frank ever learn to keep his pumps in his footlocker? <laughs> Will Hot Lips have her way with Buzz? Uh, that was a credit to a LA Lawyer over on IMDB, who, who writes just amazing little synopsises of episodes. So uh, whoever this dude is, he is awesome. Okay, so the full bananas, crackers, and nuts of this episode. Um, a slow day in the OR, Hawkeye and Trapper are busy removing a slug from the thigh of Colonel Buzz Brighton, uh, who, again, was played by Leslie Nielsen. Uh, sorry, there's like, uh, I don't know if you can hear, I don't think you you can hear the hammering. It's kind of on the other side of the house today, but I like paused for a second. I like almost thought somebody was knocking on the, on the door, but it's just hammers going on. Um, so Margaret is overcome with hero worship. Uh, Brighton is a tough guy who brags that a slug in a leg won't keep him out of the thick of battle. Trapper warns him that when the, lo- the local anesthesia wears off, the pain will wash in. The colonel is not phased; He believes that rest and relaxation is for the weak. So back at the swamp, Hawkeye and Trapper get busy downing homemade gin and having a few laughs from the colonel uh, with the colonel. But again, Trapper warns him to take it easy. That his wounds need time to heal, both physically and uh, psychologically. Brighton believes that the stress of war wounds is just an excuse for cowards to get out of doing their duty. He wants to get patched up and back to his outfit. He's a fighter who believes that the superiority of combat is more important than the toll of humanity employed to create victories. Obviously, Hawkeye and Trapper disagree, but Buzz reasons that when the war ends, the doctors will go back to the practice, but regular army officers like him will effectively be out of work. So again, Trapper tries to offer him, uh, like his his walking cane, and he kind of refuses to 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 use it. So he's just off limping around without without the use of the cane because he believes, hey, you know, that's for the week. I'm I'm fine. So quite satisfied with his warped point of view, Brighton leaves the swamp to exercise his leg, leaving Trapper and Hawkeye to wonder about the fate of the men under his command. Hawkeye notes that Brighton is a ring banger. Oh, I. I... There you go. Now, a man of authority who constantly keeps banging, hopefully that comes through, (laughs) keeps banging his ring on the furniture to remind them that he outranks them. He and Trapper reason that the only way to keep him from causing so much chaos is to make sure that the colonel has a nice long stay at the 4077. Working on a way to get him off the field of battle, they first look into his medical record only to find out that he is not only in perfect health, but that he holds the record at West Point for never having been on sick call. <laughs> Worse, he's racked up a massive number of casualties among his men while only having gained half the ground. Trapper concludes that the best way to keep the colonel out of the game is to work on his sense of reality. At that moment, Frank begins snooping around and tattles to, the, tattles to Henry that Brighton's wound is superficial and that he should have already been released. Henry leaves it to Frank to find out what is happening, mostly because he doesn't want to be in the same room with him. (laughs) So Hawkeye and Trapper try to reason with Buzz and ask him to stay around for psychological observations, which you know is not going to go well. But Buzz is, of course, not going to hear it. He's determined to get back to his outfit soon, or the army will give his command to someone else. He asks the boys for a second opinion from Henry, but they suggest, you know, Henry's, uh, you know, hard drinking. Uh, You know, my might like judge that, uh, or might uh, haze that judgment. Then Bus, Buzz asks about Frank, but Hawkeye suggests you know uh, that his fitness as a doctor shouldn't be clouded by the fact that you know he likes to wear women's clothing. <laughs> so you know, kind of pulling at those strings or, or what have you. So Frank stops stops by the swamp to give Buzz a physical in order to like you know get him moving and get him out of here, right? Like he knows buzz is fine there's no real major injury here he can he can get out pretty fast so he wants to come by and, and give him a physical uh to to get get out and get him on his way but of course being slightly maybe homophobic about things buzz is not going to let the major come near him and he wants to look at his leg so of course you know he's very flustered at this point buzz exits the swamp to go back to his tent only to find out that he has been moved He quickly lays the the confusion um, on his encounter with Frank. So it is at this point that Margaret decides to investigate the colonel's extended stay. She finds nothing in his medical file that seems out of place. But Hawkeye explains his psychological condition and implores her to approach him, not as a fellow officer, but as a woman. He reasons that Brighton needs a woman's caring touch. Naturally, she buys every word, which is a little shady, (laughs) not going to lie but you know it was the 70s this stuff was happening all right in the shower hawkeye plants the seeds of deceit on frank asking him why he just saw margaret getting all spiffed up for the evening frank doesn't have a date with margaret and storms out of the shower to confront her about whomever she might be seen behind his back he puts it together that the date is with buzz but she insists that there is nothing going on in order to complete the circle hawkeye and trapper inform buzz that margaret is hot to trot Hawkeye's next step is to Henry's office to get the old man boozed up. Like this is is overall pretty impressive, like shenanigans that they have going on here just to get like everybody in on it without getting them like in the know. So Margaret gets all dolled up, stops by Buzz's tent in an effort to use her charms to calm his apparent need for a woman's touch. But it turns out that Buzz isn't really all that interested in Margaret and asks her just to give him a release. So as the sexual struggle gets hotter, Frank shows up at perfect timing. Margaret knows that he's there out of jealousy, and so does Buzz, but, you know, in a completely different way. Everyone eventually crowds into Buzz's tent for (laughs) various prepared reasons, and the whole situation frustrates Buzz, who, who proves his mental instability by trying and failing to reason out that he is mentally stable, only the proof that he's really not. Hawkeye takes advantage of the moment and sends Buzz off, Buzz off in an ambulance. He's going back to the States for observation. So they they win. <laughs> um, and of course, uh, it cannot be mentioned that uh, Henry's showing up uh, inebriated at the end for Target. It's, it's just great. So um, so the full radars report of, of this episode, uh, I have a handful of things on here. Uh, number one, this is as I mentioned earlier, Jackie Cooper's first episode he directed of Mash. Number two, I thought Jackie Cooper was around for like four or five seasons, like sporadically. Like I feel like I've I saw his name in a lot more episodes than only thirteen. I, I thought it was going to be closer to like twenty five, something like that, and sporadic. But he directed thirteen episodes of Mash from seventy three and seventy four. Um, As well as directing the pilot episode of Trapper John, M.D. Uh, Jackie Cooper was well known. This is number three. Sorry. Jackie Cooper was well known in Hollywood, not only as a director, but also as an accomplished actor with over 130 acting credits to his name. Uh, Number four, Jackie was best known for playing Perry White in the original Superman movies with Christopher Reeve. Number five, Colonel Buzz Brighton was played by the late, great and comedic genius that was Leslie Nielsen. Number six, Leslie Nielsen is the only guest star to be labeled as special guest star. Um, Using quotes there, I'm I'm sitting there doing that like you can see me. uh, Labeled as special guest star in the credits. Uh, Number seven, Leslie Nielsen is best known for his acting in Airplane and the Naked Gun trilogy. Uh, Number eight, Leslie Nielsen has over 200 acting credits lasting 60 years from 1950 to 2011. uh, Most of which are comedic in nature um i also looked up uh this is a totally separate this is not included in my little uh radars report here but um uh he actually i was was like did he ever win like an emmy or something like that he was nominated for a couple emmys um for like police squad the, the tv show prior to like naked gun and he was he was nominated for best uh best lead in a comedy series uh he did not win I think he was nominated for like a a best comedic guest star. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Um, It was, it was in the, in the eighties. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, he had two Emmy nominations. So uh, it was pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, Number nine, the origin of the story um, in, uh, in funny, you should ask the writer. Jerry Mayer says he got the idea after reading about the term ring banger, which was used in the army. The term describes West Point graduates who would, during meetings and when making decisions, turn the big part of their academy ring around and bang it on the hard surface so that people would know that they came from West Point. In the episode, Hawkeye says the action is a reminder that the ring banger is a quarterback in the war and that all the others are merely water carriers. So, So they literally got the name ring banger from West Point and from the army so uh i i didn't know that um and it was interesting when he mentions you know we got ourselves a real ring banger here and trapper is like wait what what is that so it, it is an actual term um so i i had never heard that before uh number 10 when brighton is about to enter the wrong tent the studio ceiling can be seen in the upper left corner of the screen and finally number 11 when hawkeye and frank are in the showers Frank's dog tags actually disappears. Um, and I found that in like mistakes listed in uh, on IMDB. So shout out to IMDB for that one. Um, I I didn't catch it when I watched through it. Uh, I was looking it up and doing research afterwards and saw that and I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting. So I didn't go back and watch it um, after I read this. So I am just assuming that is accurate. So don't take that as 100% fact, but I read it afterwards. So I'm just gonna assume it is. All right, so my my glasses of martinis for this episode, um, this is this is a pretty good one. Um, I, I don't know if it gets like a like a full eight. I'll say like seven point nine. I don't think I can quite go with like that full eight uh, out of ten, but this is another really good episode. Leslie Nielsen did awesome. Uh, he's you know a comedic genius. I mean, even just watching like the Naked Gun movies and Airplane alone, like th- those are amazing um but overall funny episode great little hijinks and uh i I love when henry is drunk right like it's it's always it's always so good overall great episode so yeah 7.9 out of 10 and finally join me next week for a episode that actually may have saved the series sometimes you hear the bullet i'll be seeing you